the Spanish announce table. It is episode 370 of Pro Wrestling's best podcast, the Spanish announce table. We are here live, simul streaming on Twitter and YouTube. We do it two Come times on. to you. Two times to you, we do it. Put that on a shirt. Um, we're here to talk about the Royal Rumble happened. Tom went to the Royal Rumble live in person, braved the weather, the COVID, honestly, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. We got to talk about that. We wanna, we've want to. we got a whole lot of news happening in the pro wrestling community, right? The, the dirt sheets were abuzz about a lot of things, right? We're going to cover some of that. We're going to talk to you. This is what we love to do. We love... We're, we're the pro wrestling fan community circus. We're rolling into your town on your Twitters and your YouTubes, and we're setting up, and we all we ask for you to join the circus is the mere price of playing along, right? Just just talk to us, right? Use hashtag tweet the table. We will read those on the very next show, of course, whenever you tweet that, and then you can chat with us live, right? We are live on the Twitter or live on the YouTube where there's a chat. We love it. We love the pro wrestling. Tom, how are you? I'm doing okay. You know, overall... Can't complain. Things are sad. going okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that portion of why I'm sad. All of this city is sad. Yeah. Uh, Google it if you don't know what we're talking about. But yeah. I did go to the Royal Rumble. Uh, St. Louis was a very enjoyable time. Got to take part in a little bit of fan experience that they had with some stores outside of uh, the arena. Got to see a billion wrestling fans it felt like all across the town uh did some sneaker shopping which was fun and uh it was an overall enjoyable time now we'll kind of get into it with uh hashtag tweet the table on a little bit more of the specifics but i will say i'm happy i went Mm -hmm. i'm happy that i experienced even though it's corny but being a wrestling fan doing the 10 to one countdown and then just oh, anticipating who that person is. It was yeah. fun to be a part of that portion of a wrestling fandom. So, you know, I think everyone's consensus is that neither of those matches set the world on fire and being there, I would agree. Um, but again, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. Good. Yeah. Um, I watched the Royal rumble. And I don't know that I enjoyed myself as much as you did um, from the couch at home. So sometimes that viewing experience um, is is not oh. as great at home as we like to say. You know, we talk yeah, about and, you know declining and, attendance in sports venues and whatnot. Like right, but still, the, the even being there and, and the and the whole you know what do we yeah the, being yeah. there. We sat next to a guy dressed as Spider Man, like full gear, like he was dressed in head to toe, like his mask because he had to wear a mask. Why the fuck was is our the mascot dressed huh? as Spider Man? What now? Back to the first thing we were talking about. What the fuck is the Spider-Man costume on our mascot for? Anyway, fuck it. No, I yeah, fucking, I'm, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, right, fucking kids. Um, talk about that. But yeah, no, so we sat next to a, a guy dressed as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That was silly. Uh, there was plenty of people dressed as your favorite wrestlers. We saw a Gold Dust, an IRS, an Undertaker, a Hogan, a Macho Man. You know, so that part was just fun to take a lap around the arena before the event even started and just look at all the silliness. Uh, so, yeah, again, that portion and, again, doing the cliche thing that you always see on TV, that was worth the the, the trip. So, yeah. Well, that's good then. We've got a lot to talk about with that Royal Rumble. 
it'll be interesting getting your um Mm-hmm. Your oh, take since you were there. Did you some... watch it back afterwards? Even because sometimes oh, some things yeah. I like to do that some when I'm there moment. live to see how things went. Right? Yeah. Some <laughs> moments that I remember where I was like, I wonder what that would look like. I watched back on the network or Peacock mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. later, so I didn't watch the entire thing from start to finish. But certain moments where I was like, Ooh, what would that look like on television? I did those things. Okay, nice. Well, before we get into that, albeit. Even as we do this, we first like to bring you up to speed, right? There's a lot to follow as far as, like, breaking news, right? Because sometimes what's going on behind the scenes is just as enthralling as what's going on uh, on, on camera, right? So we'd like to keep you up to speed with the mother-loving news. And, Tom, we've got some doozies. You ready? Yeah, you gave me a number, and I'm uh, I'm interested to see what you picked. All right. <laughs> Ronda Rousey returned to WWE action this week as a surprise entrant and eventual winner of the Royal Rumble match at WWE's premier live event, the WWE Royal Rumble. There's been no official statements on the length of Rousey's agreement with the company. And you called this one during our picks. Yeah, and I wasn't the only one because when we got there uh, and took our seats in the arena... God bless it. Everyone thought Ronda Rousey was going to be in it. So it wasn't much of a surprise. It, the, mm-hmm. the pop sounded more like validation than surprise. It felt like, yeah, I called it. You know what I mean? The I said that that was going to happen. That's how it sounded to me in the arenas because everyone was just talking about Ronda from entrant number three to I think which came out 28, something like that. Yeah. All the, all the entrants, someone would yell in at least our area. Someone would yell, it's Ronda. And then it would be, you know, Cameron or some bullshit like that. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't a shock uh, from a crowd perspective. The pop so much felt like, I see, I called that high five in their friend that they got it right, which, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, Rhonda's back. And uh, I know we'll kind of popcorn around with news and then also hot takes and stuff. But let's just quickly talk about uh, she wins the women's Royal Rumble match, which was fun. It was an overall enjoyable match. But then she comes on Raw and tries to act. I think she was trying to act, but she is so overtaken by a crowd paying attention to her that she, she's do her promos in the back, right? Tape them at two o'clock and air them you know, nine thirty or whatever time you want to put it in the show, but don't have her go out anymore and have her talk. Cause she sucks. Like sucks. Yeah. The Ronda Rousey, uh, surprise entrance was like a, as good a kept secret as the Washington commander's name. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I or think CM Punk's yeah. debut. <laughs> right. Yeah. All yeah. these kind of things. Um, her winning it, just does not shock me. I It would shock me if she didn't at this point because we talked about this on last week's episode when we made our picks. I think I said mm-hmm. you have to remember WWE is now booking for what the ESPN headline is going to read. And it's going to read, Ronda Rousey returns, wins Royal Rumble, will fight for the title at WrestleMania. So End of story because it's ratings. So, yes. So... We haven't got to Friday. Again, we record on a Thursday night. If you're listening to the podcast later, watching YouTube later, thank you. But uh, we're recording on Thursday night. She said she'll make her decision on Friday. So 
the last two in the women's rumble was Charlotte and Ronda, but she was also on Raw, and her and Becky sure seem to have some something going on. So who would you think is she oh, picking for the no, WrestleMania match? No, this is this is going to be both. They're going to run it back. They're going to do number two. They're going to put up number two and do the trifecta again. Both titles on the line. Somebody's going to be champ champ. Here's what I'll say to that is, again, if you're reading on Twitter, because that just Your pops face up. said plenty, by the yeah. way. Well, th this is where I will say that's okay. Is, you know, the other rumor going around is that at WrestleMania, it's going to be title for title Brock versus Roman, right? Now, if we do Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, two, but we also unify that title. Like if we're unifying the championships to make it one winner, and then that one winner is going to be on both raw and smackdown and we're done with the brand split and then we're just going with the best talent gets on the show i'm okay with that right like if, if it's a title unification for both of those matches i'm in right because then what happens because if charlotte loses she can't then next week go but i still got a title and i'm the queen like now she's a loser right same with becky same with ronda but um yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be the, the story of whoever loses that match. So if you can't hide behind a title, that's more interesting. If it's just, hey, we're going to run it back and see what happens, miss me with no, that No, I think she's going to like, I, I think how it'll happen is she's going to, she being Rhonda, is going to be like, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, but I pick this bitch, right? Fill in the blank. Either one, Charlotte mm -hmm. or Becky. And then the other mm -hmm. one gets so maniacally pissed off that they force their way into it over time, a la however that Ms. Rock Cena thing worked out. Isn't that, isn't that how that worked? I can't remember how. Well, it wasn't was, a triple was, threat. Rock just came in and interrupted the match to give Miz the win. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. I, I forget what storyline I'm thinking of because, you know, they, they all kind of run Well, it was the similar. Charlotte one, right? It was Becky and Ronda, and that's what it was supposed to be. And then Vince was just like, and then we're putting in Charlotte. Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah, but I think the storyline thing is that, like, yeah, the other one is going to be like, kind of almost take that like yeah, the fuck dare you right and either one either either character that fits fine right big time Beck's gonna have a delusions and but mm -hmm. it probably mm -hmm. more fitting of the queen if you will yeah so yeah and then they just start to slowly attack both of them until they both have no choice but like okay we were gonna have this match but i do want to fight that bitch too so mm -hmm. you know i will say it was interesting to end raw with you know rushing ronda out of the ring keeping becky in the ring and now all of a sudden at our next pay-per-view elim elimination chamber it's going to be lita versus becky like where did that come from Dude, what I, look now again Let's, we will save some talk for uh, you know yeah. the part-timers later yeah yeah okay yeah but yeah ronda I, the ronda but i think ronda wins this time Oh, Ronda's of course. Yeah. Two titles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ronda two And belts. perhaps somebody comes in and gives her the ovarian delight at the end, and everybody's like, oh, tune in next week. Yeah. But that would be too much for them, so probably not. Well, be that would be too creative. I could book right, that's what, what I mean, you want yeah, in there. Right. But, yeah, the effort there, they ain't going to fucking do. Yeah. How cute. How cute. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> Shane McMahon 
also returned to WWE action this week, also as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match at WWE's premier live event, the WWE Royal Rumble. McMahon's run with the company did not last long, as a few days later, reports surfaced that nearly everyone backstage was upset or disappointed with Shane McMahon's selfish booking demands and confrontational demeanor, leading to him being let go from the company. And man, I think the Chappelle show said it pretty well one time that cocaine is a hell of a drug, right? Here, being there, I if I would have had a drink, I would have threw it at the ring. Because I was one I was one row above floor seats. I could have. I could have. I have a good right arm. I can fucking, I played center something field. to do with this Leo Rush accident? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he got, about he that. got like hurt in the ring and, oh. and they think some of it was people were throwing drinks at him. And him in the I mean, I'd do that too. But no, if I had a drink, I would have threw it at Shane McMahon because in the rumble, and now I didn't direct it directly at him. I thought maybe this was a Vince call because he loves his son, but maybe not. Uh, could have been a Shane yeah, thing. I don't think he does. I don't think he does love his son. Well, he fired him for Christ's sake, yeah. right? Like, I mean, that should say something. But uh, going back to what irritated nah. the piss out nah, of him. No, nah, if I can... Pritchard fired him and handed him a trash bag. Well, Vince is, you know what I'm saying. Vince is okay in that. But Shane McMahon booked a spot in the Royal Rumble where he had an offensive exchange with UFC fighter Matt Riddle and mm-hmm. came out looking better. He yeah. he took Matt Riddle to school with boxing. Yeah. And I literally, again, like I said, if I would have had anything in my hand, I would have threw it. I, I hammer fisted the, the seat. I was so upset with how stupid Mm -hmm. that was. And that just, that was a whole fucking night from him. Well, and the reports say even, you know, again, these are online rumors, but they are all pretty lockstep with each other in various Mm -hmm. forms that like he was like, Oh no, I'm going to go at Kevin Owens because of our deal. And I'm just going to toss him around like a sack of shit. Um, just all of it, just all of it. That whole, you know, Rumble was booked weird, and we'll talk more about that. But, yeah, the Shane McMahon stuff was all, like, super Shane all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know and, what any of that was. And now that he's apparently let go, which is being confirmed by, again, like you said, multiple uh, news sources, um, good. Like, no one, no one cares. Yeah, I, who, now again, nobody's asking for this. Right. We say that, but wait till another news story comes up. You're going to, yeah. Okay. All right, but not this one. We'll get into another one first. Here. Jeff Hardy turned down an offer to return to WWE action this week as an entrant in the Royal Rumble match at WWE's premier live event, the WWE Royal Rumble. Jeff Hardy's brother, Matt, confirmed online reports this week that Jeff was offered a spot in the Rumble match as well as a spot in this year's WWE Hall of Fame. However, Jeff turned down the option and instead demanded that WWE send him a copy of his drug test results prior to the company firing Jeff in December 2021. Matt Hardy alluded that WWE let Jeff go because they wrongly believed he was abusing drugs or alcohol again following an in-ring incident where Jeff became disoriented. So he said, fuck you. You're calling and like asking me to come back and do this and get a oh, Hall of Fame when you know you fucking fired me for... The wrong shit. shit. Apparently, yeah. it sounds like he actually hit his head in that and was like, concussed, probably. Like, fucking yeah. concussed. And they were like, you're on the smack again, pal. Yeah. It's probably now. This is Pruchard all over it, doesn't it? Like, and then well, <laughs> putting the boot to him. Well, I will say, 
look, the I, idea that Jeff Hardy would have been on drugs, and I'm not trying to say, no oh, but like it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility. Sure. So I understand the we're going to drug test you, right? Like we don't necessarily believe it's a concussion. However, if you're going to fire the damn guy before the test results come out, like you are just Chalking ran ass L. backward. Do yeah. not call him. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, from what I understand, have enough fuck you money that they don't need Vince's money. Like they'll mm-hmm. work with him and take his right. money, but they are instantly one of the most highest price tags on the indie scene anytime mm-hmm. they want to be. So mm-hmm. like well, and AEW too. And AEW right? exists, right? So yeah. like they don't care. And so the idea that like, oh, we'll just call them and be like, come into the Hall of Fame, whatever. And like I they think that Hall of Fame thing is a big dangle from, but I think well, people of like our generation younger kind of get like that that's a joke. Right. And that's what I'm saying. The older generation, when you were asking back in the day, Paul Orndorff or Junkyard Dog, who you fucked over, hey, you want to be in the Hall of Fame? To them, that is a big deal because at the time they think this is a prestigious Hall of Fame. It's also a paycheck. Right. But now there's royalties involved. Right. But also now, like I'm going in with Mr. T that doesn't feel fucking great. Right. Or I'm going in with Donald Trump. That doesn't feel fucking great kid rock like i'm not saying the celebrity wing is the stupidest thing in the world but it also doesn't add that prestigious oh wow okay i'm going in for the merit of my work no you're just going in because you're somewhat popular and we need spots to fill kid rocks in the fucking hall of fame mm-hmm. and trump mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. kid rock yeah fuck that guy so good on Jeff Hardy, man. And the Inspiration reportedly did that as well. They said, yeah, you know. Fuck yeah, out. and that's what I wish, you know. Yeah, I, I imagine. No, I'm going to save it for when we get Tweet the Tables. But I got a, I got a hot take for Mickey James after the Royal Rumble still. I don't think anybody's mentioned that. Or at least. Okay, then I'll mention in. it right so now. Mention it right now. You fucking punk ass. Like, you are such a. <laughs> this is a big moment. Really? You just took the paycheck. Because you were in and out faster than I got to the bathroom and back to my seat, and nothing happened from it. You showed up, you showed a fucking title that 200 people have seen, you get kicked out of the ring faster than anything else, you don't have a moment except for like a quick one with Michelle McCool, I think it was, and that was it. And now, like, you're the one... Right, because we kind of took a stand. The the inspiration, Jeff Hardy, uh, Nia Jax even said no. Like there was a group of people who got wronged by the WWE and said no, but you, the tattletale, who post everything on Twitter and said like this is a horrible thing, you ran right to that paycheck as quick as they called. Punk ass. I also took, and look, I, I know we have different perspectives. I I being a you know dude. Watching wrestling is different than a female doing wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole, like, talking about making history of the Forbidden Door thing, we've discussed this. Like, you're not the first person to have come from another company and been yep. on WWE television on a major pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not the first to do that yep. ever. You're maybe the first in modern times. And we've discussed some of the aspects of, like, why you were an easy choice for them to make. And then... We might talk about it a couple times this week. Over on AEW, uh, Dan Lambert said one of the best lines in pro wrestling recent history of, I thought you'd be aware of the danger of when a wrestler starts believing 
their own bullshit. So like all these like tear stained fucking like I'm doing this for the workers like thing in the back. No, you're meaning I'm making it more easy for people to take dirty money essentially is all mm-hmm. you did. Is yeah. all you did. It, like, but am I wrong on that? Am I really a big asshole for saying that? Well, no, because no, you're not. But I think where my frustration comes is it wasn't as if everyone said yes. And now we're putting Mickey James in a position where if she doesn't say yes, why is she the only one that said no? Right. Everyone held firm, right. Of the people I mentioned that they're, they weren't coming back. No, they, they got wronged and they know they have principle. And so they're not going to do it, but you did. And that's where I'm like, now it's, you know, February 3rd, you got to go back to impact. You got to go talk to those people that said no, when you said yes, and you got to work with them. And I guarantee you, they're going to look at you a little different, even if you don't know it in the back of their mind, they're well, cause here's what it is. Like now you're not the inspiration and you're not Jeff Hardy. You are Shane McMahon. You are Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar, right? Like that's what you are. You're only here at Impact right now because they pushed you away is all that screams. It's like you would go over there now. You're, you're Laura from Family Matters that like you'd leave Stefan or you'd leave Steve for Stefan in mm-hmm. a moment like that because you fucking suck as a human Good being. Good reference. Good reference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's for the old right? heads. Yeah. I don't I ever like cheer that. for that relationship. She was a bad person. She is. <laughs> she was yeah. A bad I mean, I don't blame her, but also, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a good person, but I'm saying, I'm like, saying why, yeah. why am I not getting cheered too? <laughs> All right. We'll move on. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Brian Kendrick, all in the course of this week, was granted his WWE release. He requested in January was announced to appear on AEW Dynamite in a match against John Moxley and then removed from that match and told he had no place in AEW when old social media posts surfaced where Kendrick made anti-Semitic comments and seemed to support various conspiracy theories, including downplaying or questioning the Holocaust and the Sandy Hook school shooting. And then he's on Twitter saying, like, I don't believe that. I just said, like, yeah, 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 you don't, huh? It's one thing if you you know, sign your name to something you may not fully understand, right? Like, you know, when the people stand in front of the grocery store, like, hey, would you uh, support this legislation? You're like, "Uh, maybe, right? Like, it's one thing to do that. I even see how Joe Rogan gets into those where he's like, so you're saying this? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, huh, interesting. And people are like, he believes it, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. like, no, he just said interesting, right? right? Yeah, there are definitely times when, uh, especially, especially Joe Rogan does that. However, I watched these videos. I saw them. Oh really? David, I have not. Yeah, follow oh. follow David Bixen Band uh, on Twitter. He, he's he's a fucking. He'll find out everything about you if, if especially if you don't like it. But he'll find everything about you. So I. Well, I love these, that guy. Yeah, but I watch these videos, right? And man, you didn't seem intoxicated, right? It wasn't a drunken rant where even yeah. then, I mean, kind of comes seem out drunk with, on your own brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying that coherent sober and more than once matter of factly even yeah and so i think you did believe it i think you do believe it 
and sorry about your luck. Like, you know, what, what, what do they say? Karma, right? Karma is a thing that people mm -hmm. believe in. Like, yeah. this is a time when if karma's real, like karma came back and bit you in the ass and like, yep. don't feel bad for you. Yep. I don't feel bad. I do think this is also another instance of AEW really trying to jump the gun to be like, look at us, we're doing the cool thing and wrestling for people. And it's like, slow down now, here and yes, be a little. Yes, but in their defense, you know, I will say this, in their defense, we never knew of this content in the X amount of years he was at right. 205 Live, right? So it wasn't as if we've heard whispers and then he gets released. Oh, he's released. been backstage worker for WWE. Right. Like he's been but training like, the ladies and, and all that. But no one collectively knew of an open secret that like Brian Kendrick hates Jews or you know, whatever it is. Right. And so I think allegedly. what they were trying to, allegedly, <laughs> I think what they were trying to do and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think they were using Brian Kendrick to further the story of John Moxley, Brian Danielson, because Brian Kendrick and John or and Brian Danielson are good friends. John Moxley maybe beats him up, brings out Brian Danielson, and now we maybe get a different story than what we got on Dynamite because we'll talk about it here in a moment. But that's what I think the Kinda the, the we shotgun. But that's why I think we shotgun the Brian Danielsons now on uh, Dynamite tonight, right? Because they had something cool planned. But again, you look. You can't talk bullshit, and then when you get caught, go like, but that was never me. The people know we've done this for eight years. You're going to pull fucking clips of me saying the worst fucking things, oh, yeah. and I'm not going to go like, no, no, no. I'm going to say, like, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. But like, We have I'm grown not... a lot, Tom and I, in oh, the yeah. eight years we've been doing this podcast. We are unrecognizable yeah. from the people that started this podcast in many ways. Yeah, but we'll tell me. you that. Yeah, I'm We'll discuss now. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, will, we will tell you, like, what we hated about us. I mean, like, hey, we'll... T Look, we tell you, our therapists, our fucking, yeah, you know, all I mean? like all right. kinds of but people. Like, but people if you call me up. on it, yeah, if you call me on it, I will tell you most likely that I have evolved, but I'm not going to say these comments were never uh, about who I am. No, I mean, probably at the fucking time it was, and now yeah. I'm not. It's called evolution. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So hey. that's why the, the, the apology from Brian Kendrick was so hollow when he said, I don't believe these things. It's like, yeah. maybe you said you did, and now you don't. I believe yeah. that more than I never did, because yeah. the video said something else. I believe that when me shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into another one. This one is fun. Because it's happening. Austin Gunn. According to a report from eWrestling News this week, filed for a trademark of the name The Ass Boys in yeah. January. I love it. That has to happen sooner rather than later, Please. right? And listen, I, this isn't just for like cheap grins and giggles. Like it, Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gun, and Billy, Billy Ass. Mm -hmm. If you are wanting to get to a next level with these guys, this is the shit that's going to get you on like the the fucking nightly talk shows and the stuff. The the name the ass boys will turn heads, cause controversy, especially yep. for like and it will draw back eyes of people who knew who the ass man Billy Gunn was. Like he was and, a, he was a star, a major star in one of the most watched times of pro wrestling. Oh, definitely. And it allows you to evolve your character, but when let's just say 
this does catch fire, right? We're all chanting ass boys. They're getting, you know, they're getting a tag team opportunity or tag team championship opportunity right now, right? But let's yep. just say a year from now, now they're more of a serious team. They can Two still go back. Right, but they can still go back to the gun club, right? When it's time to like drop the shit and be a legit team, like they have that in their back pocket. Right. But until that time, ride like yeah, ride this out. I love that he filed for it. Dude, that means could, that he gets always, the joke. So they could use the gun because they could go to like the gun show or they could they, they could do all kinds oh, of yeah. things, right? Use all mm -hmm. kinds of interims with the name of the gun, but always be the ass boys when needed. Like the Yeah, ass that's what boys, I'm saying. When you're gonna be like frat boyish and you're gonna be fucking trying to do rap videos and shit you have to have to have to be the ass boys and i won't accept anything less yeah i love it but i love that they get the joke right it's not one of those things that they're pushing away from or shying away from or like downplaying right like, oh now you them. use that in the storyline for a while i think you like continue this thing where the dad's like you're the ass boys mm -hmm. and they're like shut the fuck up no we're not yeah. like don't call me that right like and then girls are like Oh, are you the ass boys? And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just something, right? You just yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Oh, but Danhausen has to be the one that gets the credit. Oh, yeah. On God, TV. More on Danhausen later. Yeah, he's the best. More on Danhausen later. This one is not fun. WWE released their 2021 fourth quarter documents this week, revealing nearly $1.1 billion in revenue for 2021, the company's highest earning year ever. Net income for the year is $180.4 million, a new record for yearly profits, a number that was way above financial analysts or what financial analysts expected. And I still don't, I we're still not getting the answer from you people that are watching this I also saw Royal Rumble set uh, a record for the most merch they'd ever sold at a Royal Rumble. Who well, are you okay. that likes this, and why do you Hold want on. it? The merch they're starting to get smart with, because you know what they're doing? They're personalizing it. They're showing you the Arch and St. Louis and mm. the WWE and St. Louis, and you love this city. Now just put a WWE logo next to it. Start with Suplex City, yeah. Right, yeah, and so... The merchandise they're getting way smarter on because obviously, you know, I'm from Kansas City, so I didn't care about any of the St. Louis stuff. But if they come to Kansas City and bring a, you know, Royal Rumble for Christ's sake, yeah. right? Like that Chiefs logo I'm, on it. You might, yeah, I'm, yeah, I might buy some of that shit. Like uh, even though I don't really like them, the the personalized merchandise is is one of the driving forces yeah. behind that, right? Yeah. Now, now the second thing, and this is, I don't read those things. I don't, I couldn't tell you the itemize how they made their money, but live content is king right now. Everyone wants live yeah. content. That's yeah, the why majority the of it's from their, their, yeah, TV their partnerships. Their, right. right. That's what right. I'm saying. Cause the UFC is making all time record money because the ESPN needs to fill their time. NBC, Fox, they're paying WWE because they need live content because they don't have shows that people want to binge and, and record. So they refer to sports and now wrestling because people will watch that live. So that's where the money, in my opinion, again, I don't know exactly, but that's where I'm thinking all this money comes from. It's not me and you. It's yeah, but I still Fox, like Disney, it. and NBC. So I, I get it. It's more fun to watch it like a live event. If you know, then half of what they write anymore on television, it's all mm -hmm. tired and troped out. Mm -hmm. But 
so is WWE, right? Like, how have we, like, I don't get it. I I don't get it. I had to stomach watching the Rumble. And I don't get what you like about it, and I need some feedback. I need people to get in this chat. I need people to use hashtag tweet the table and say, like, I love Nikki A.S.H. because my grandmother used to fucking wear yellow. I don't. F- somebody's got to tell me what is going on because it can't be anything but that. I will say that was a cool spot. That was the coolest Nikki A.S.H. ever oh, was we'll when there. she took out. Yeah, uh, and we'll Molly, get there Molly. when she took out Molly. Great. Yeah, no, that's fun. Yeah, All right, but we'll move on. WWE making money, I guess. Fucking great. But again, I don't think it's from us. Ring of Honor announced the Briscoes will be the first inductees into their newly announced Hall of Fame. The Briscoes are the most decorated tag team in Ring of Honor history with 12 title reigns. And Jay Briscoe also held the singles world title for ROH twice, making him one of only five wrestlers to hold the ROH world title more than once. You know who those are? No. Wait a Mm. minute. Tag team to hold it more than once? Singles. So Jay Briscoe held the singles title twice, and only five people have done that in ROH history. Held it multiple times, period. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is one of them. And Jay Briscoe is one of them, so there's two. Jay Briscoe, yeah. And then I'm going to guess Nigel McGuinness? Nope. Oh. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I'm going to say Brian Danielson. It feels like. wrong. Nope. Ah. Nope, you're way off on these. It'll be Austin Aries and Roosh. Oh, oh Austin Aries. Since I've Roosh, one of I those five watch. men have held it a record three times, and that is Austin Aries, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Oh, okay. Interesting little trivia. <laughs> I was close but... though. For someone who doesn't watch that shit, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> An ROH Hall of Fame. I'm interest, like interested way more than I am the existing Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, right? I will say, yes, but I will say one cool aspect of what happened at that GCW show at the Hammerstein Ballroom was the night before where I believe it was the first ever uh, independent wrestling hall of fame where they were putting guys who guys and girls who most likely won't get the shine mm-hmm. from a WWE right. hall of fame. I like that. That's cool. Cause yeah. then it exposes me to like industry leaders who helped the famous people I know. So I love that Hall of Fame. I, I'm looking forward to the second iteration of whatever that is. But yeah, Ring of Ring of Honor is also another. Yeah, historic. interesting that they went with the Briscoes for first ever. Now I get that's somebody that's there now and is helping to kind of still wave the flag and continue the legacy. Um, and a lot of the WWE names are probably likely going to be a hard deal to acquire. Well, yeah. and right. also I believe that's a good like. The, I, I think the biggest shit the bed moment from uh, TNA's Hall of Fame was the first one was Sting. And Sting, mm-hmm. if you look at his career, he did spend a long period of time there. But you don't think of Sting and TNA. You think of Sting and WCW. You had at the and time. And I don't even think of TNA as like Sting either. Right. right. Like yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's not yeah. some of the first thing. But like you had, you had Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles. You know, you had a crop of people that you could have picked from. So like they already fumbled their Hall of Fame. And then they went with Kurt Angle, I think was the second one. Right. Yeah. And so it was like. Nah, even though, again, Kurt Angle spent more of his career in TNA than he did WWE. But but I think everyone unilaterally at the time even was like, that should have been Jeff Jarrett. You guys are fucking like, and nobody likes Jeff Jarrett, right? But they were like, you guys. But it should have been him, yeah. Like, yeah, it's fucking. (laughs) 
And so I think it's good that at least you're starting off on the right foot. It's not the sexiest pick. It's not Brian Danielson or CM Punk or Samoa Joe, any of that stuff. But when you say Briscoes, you think Ring of Honor. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, final story here. Another quick one here. Let's get let's get out of here. Rio announced on social media this week that she broke her collarbone. Rio did not say when this injury occurred or what her expected recovery time is, but did say her plan or her pain is mostly gone. Rio's last televised appearance was on January 8th, losing her title match to AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker DMD at AEW's Battle of the Belts. I've read that it was that match that she broke her collarbone and it was pretty early on and she powered through. So credit to her for not calling an audible. I mean, again, yeah. I think you should because you probably caused more damage than needed. But yeah, so credit to her. And again, I'm not going to miss her. I just you know what I mean? Don't. So I I know I haven't seen anything real prior to like showing up on American television and, and AEW. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the storylines were and I don't know what their chops were in that regard here. But like all I see is somebody who can do the moves. Nothing like doing anything again. We're talking like, this isn't like Usain Bolt is sprinting against other fast people, right? This is just somebody with athleticism jumping around and smiling a lot. And I don't get why we're like getting that more often than we're getting Miro or why or any other women on the roster at some point. Like, I don't see the value Jamie in like watching yeah. real Jamie Hader. I would rather watch a Nyla Rose match. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. And not that Nyla Rose is bad. I'm saying, like, there's yeah. storytelling and acting in this. And, like, mm-hmm. and, and there's a character there. This is this is like a poster come to life. I don't I don't know what is going on. Yeah, I don't know why people are like, Rio. I'm like, why? This goes back to the WWE thing. Like, you people need to explain why at some point. Because I don't get it. I think you're making it up. Or I think you're just, like, told to believe this. And you do. Yeah. Why do people like this act of Rio? The the I one say girl I hate that, it, but like why right. do people it's like flat. cheer for it? Yeah. I would say the one girl who came over during the pandemic uh who was like the uh dance dance revolution who was doing the songs and she yeah, would always do like, that was right. Right. That's at least a Machito, I think like is Orange Cassidy. Right. Like I can understand if you like that, right? Like I maybe don't, but like I get it if you do. But to your point with Rio that's, I mean, that's a carbon copy of just creator of female wrestler, right? Like if I have a video game, it might spit out Rio because I might not put a lot of effort Remember in it. You know what I mean? To say WWE didn't know how to like do anything with a foreign character that couldn't speak the language. Like this is the same. But again, I, I think that is her character. I think, I think if we watch, you know, shimmer or something else, like that is it's her, just, but it's not just bounce around and smile. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why. Either. Man, wrestling fans are weird. Yeah, you guys are so weird. Thanks for joining and listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining. That was the mother loving news. Some fun stories in there, some interesting stories, some ones I don't get, but, uh, you know, is what it is. And if we didn't get your favorite story, we don't care. <laughs> you're not here. Tell us in hashtag tweet the table. How about that? <laughs> Tell us in hashtag tweet the table that we didn't get a story. Send there us some go. donations, right? You can go on the YouTube channel, uh, right up there. There's links up there. You can link from there. Or you can go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. There's links up there for the PayPal merch table if you want to buy some stuff. Uh, we love you. Tell if we miss a story, honestly. Tell us, like Tom said, 
Yeah. You might not still care, but you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> what we do care about, though, is talking to you. So we do care. And one of the easiest ways to do it, if you can't watch live and chat with us, is to use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, and we'll pick those up on the very next episode. Just like at Theo75 tweeted us, and he said, I am watching the hashtag Royal Rumble and waiting for T Mac to jump in the barrier or jump the barrier and enter the Rumble. Hashtag tweet the table. And man, this show probably would have went a lot more viral, Tom. It would have. It definitely would have. I probably would have been bored, though, going to the barrier. Like, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the well, mood the world to, beetle, like. Or the world beat. You probably were going to go, but then you saw Shane McMahon. You're like, oh, shit. This guy's going to kick in the world. ass. Best in the world. Best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> right? Them, them punches. Yeah. Atlanta. But I was never at a point where it was a fever pitch that I was going to lose control of my actions and maybe jump the barrier, right? Like it was a very pedestrian and ordinary event. Right. Now, again, I don't know what is, uh, what's on deck for hashtag tweet table. I will say though, for as much as it kind of fell at the finish line, it started great. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins doing the fucking old shield intro mm-hmm. or entrance, you know, like I was into it. Yeah. You know, we got the women, right? The, the Sasha Banks doing a little booty dance or whatever it was, you know, like we had there some was fun times momentum in the rumble matches where I was like, all right, they're doing this. Well, like the almost thing they were doing it well, right until they eliminated him. Yeah. Like that, that went soft. The, the, who knows what the Kofi thing would have been. Yeah. How did and, that and come across by the way? In live, did people understand went, what happened? Aw. Yeah, we yeah, went, they got the big aw. screens up and stuff, huh? You can, yeah, yeah, we yeah. could see. And so he jumped towards us, and when his feet hit, we're like, "Ah, oh, man!" Now here's the thing, though. Uh, do we have any more Rumble tweet tables? Yeah. All oh, right, yeah, well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay, yeah, I'll save it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about this one. Two people wanted to tweet about this. So I'll read two of them. At Ash Hendricks ninety two says, "Lesnar did not need to win the Rumble." SMH, hashtag tweet the table. And then at AUC Caddis says, Brock is here to win this underwhelming Rumble match. This is damn near poetic. Hashtag Royal Rumble, hashtag tweet the table. And man, this is one of the, the letdowns, right? Because like it just, you don't need Lesnar to earn his spot in the Rumble to like get here. You let him show up after being gone for years sometimes and just be like, you and me, punk. Right, like, and and everybody's just like, oh shit, okay, guess we gotta fight fucking Brock now because Brock gets to call his own shots. He doesn't have to win an elimination chamber. He doesn't have to win a fucking Royal Rumble to for you to book him there. Right? It just it feels wasted. Well, can we go? It feels, in the lame. World? It feels like you didn't know how to book, so you were like, well, this was believable. Well, so they did know how, like, they did know what they were doing. Right? It was purpose every decision they made. But can we jump in the world of kayfabe just for a quick second? Let's just jump in the the quick world of kayfabe pro wrestling, right? Yes. So he has a match earlier in the night against Bobby Lashley, and that had some buzz. That that had some feel of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Now, I was yelling, where's Roman the entire time because you could see what was going to happen from a mile away. However, it still had some buzz, right? But again, let's jump in the world of kayfabe here for a moment. So all of this is real, right? To us, right? This is a story. We're watching Mm -hmm. it, you know? So you're trying to tell me, WWE, that Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman as his advocate 
would then get betrayed by that advocate, but yet still have the the thought to put him in the rumble in case he lost? Like, how did he get in the rumble? I would have almost, if you were going to say Brock Lesnar wins the rumble, right? Like, that's the decision. Like, if you say, Thomas, fucking book the rumble, but the winner has to be Brock Lesnar. Right. Have him beat up whoever number right. 30 is. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. But then he just runs out yep. and is like, I'm 30. At the start of the night, you were the champion. So how the fuck did you get in the match? Like, right. it's those little things that they don't fucking think about that makes it lame. Yeah. And again, that's what makes it lame is because if you come to that thing, the, the easy answer is like, again, he didn't need to win the Rumble. Somebody wins the Rumble. He shows up and he's like, hey, I don't like that decision. Me and you for the chance yeah, at you WrestleMania. Have a, he'll win the Rumble, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin win the fucking Rumble or something, right? Yeah, right. Happy Corbin, whatever. And then, yep. you know, whatever. And he comes out and he's like, nah, you're not it. Sorry, pal. You know, I told I told him in the back that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they could count a on Brock Lesnar never wrestling again. Yeah. Or, or I get to challenge you for your WrestleMania match. And then they're like, you can't do that to me. And he's like, oh, I can. Ring the bell. And then fucking F5. And he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. He could have strong arm Adam Pierce because we've already seen him do it before. He could have done that backstage. And then that's how he got the opportunity. Or, again, you could have had at the number 30 spot, Apollo Crews, who was not in this fucking match, which blows my mind. You could have had him walk down, get sideswiped by Brock Lesnar, F5. Whoever comes out, let's just say it's Adam Pierce again. Brock Lesnar, you know, flexes on him, and Adam Pierce is like, okay, fine. And then Brock Lesnar gets in the match. But again, in the world of kayfabe, it makes no fucking sense that your champion has the has the thought that yeah. well, I have a contingency plan if I get a turned of ways. on. Right. He doesn't think Brock Lesnar is never the type to be like, well, in case I lose, let's right. have a backup plan. Yeah. We don't believe that. So then that means. After this match happened, he went on, holy shit, I got to get the title back. Not on, I got to go beat Paul Heyman's ass. Not yeah. on any of that. Yeah. It's, I got to get back in this match so I can get back at other people now. I can go focus on Roman. It's almost like, why does he care about this other title then? Mm-hmm. If he yeah. just wants to go after Roman. So like, and this, so then, so then he had to have strong-armed his way in because they, but we again, didn't see it. Because to me, I understand they already had the 30th entrance entrant booked. Yeah. But we should have seen that the next day. We should have seen that heel being like, you stole it from me. And he's like, tough shit, pal. Yeah. Testicle Boom. fucking twist. And then, you know. And even over. more so, the, the smartest guy in the room, Paul Heyman, as his advocate, knowing he was going to turn on Brock Lesnar, you would have thought, again, if this is all real, Paul Heyman would have figured out a way to not get Brock Lesnar in yeah. the Royal Rumble, right? But nothing was explained, and it was just, hey, that's fun. Don't you guys like the music? It's, it's playing again. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break from the rumble for a second and go yeah, back out let's to do Ash, at Ash Hendricks 92. And he says, can anyone explain Danhausen to someone that has never seen a match, please? Hashtag the tweet the table. He's so the Dan best. Housen is a wrestler who has been possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. And this is the results you see. Now, maybe, you know, explaining the character, it is, it is comedy based, right? But he's also a good wrestler and 
he uses that sort of demonic stuff, albeit, is it in his head? Does is there results? Sometimes there appears to be actual results. So it's it's yeah. it's intriguing. It's fun. It's it's akin to Orange Cassidy. That's with what a little I was gonna more, say. More you know silliness. Flavor. Yeah, it, it, a little bit more silliness. I would say it's a demon possessed Orange Cassidy right. in AEW. Yeah. Uh, again, now if you don't know who Orange Cassidy is, then we got a lot of. Well, and I think the do, beauty of yeah. it is because of some of these extra layers, there's a whole lot more stuff you can do with stories and fun breaks and you can even get serious with it if you had to in some instances a little bit easier i think than with the orange cassidy so i'm a oh, fan of dan Housen, and how i heard you go fun, check out some of his stuff yeah and how much fun was it on night one of dan Housen officially in <laughs> aw and he's cursing john moxley the most serious wrestler other than maybe eddie kingston on the damn roster and he's well, going you're cursed. like I look right perfect. cursed him He's getting hit and getting taken out. Uh, and look look work. back to the Adam Cole-Orange Cassidy match when he debuted. He cursed Adam Cole. Adam Cole ends up shitting the bed and losing the match. So maybe there is something to these curses. Maybe there's something to it. We'll see. Yeah, stay tuned. Anyhow, You'll love Dan check him out. you see him. Yeah, check him out. Uh, check out also his Twitter. He gives the greatest names to pro wrestlers. It's not Chris Jericho. It's Chris Judas. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Brian... Daniel Son, not Danielson. Uh, he's perfect. Always Great. in the vein of like where it's almost like he, it's just because he couldn't have been bothered. He was moving so fast to to actually learn the real name, right? He knows who well, it is. Well, and then he also, yeah. You know, like that old guy is like, ah, Billy. Like, and you're like, it's Tom. And you're like, I fucking know who you are. Shut up and get over here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, and then he also, because of this demon-possessed uh wrestler you know he thinks he retired undertaker in 1993 he'll tell you that (laughs) he retired undertaker in 1993 and the rest of it was a retirement tour the entire rest of his career after 93 was a retirement like it's just great stuff so the beauty of the dan housing character peeling back the curtain is the guy playing the dan housing character is hilarious right he's Mm -hmm. a very Very creative mind and just got he figures it out he figures it out hey here's a name you haven't heard in a while tom okay l Ultimo Uno. Hey. Yeah. He yeah. says. He says. Cameron. Okay. Hashtag tweet the table. Now listen, the idea of Cameron coming out is fine. Is great even when you have your storyline of Naomi and you have your storyline of of you know whatever the fucker Sonya Deville. But mm-hmm. like all you did was have Sonya Deville shit can her, and then it's too late for her to like help. Or maybe turn on Naomi or do anything interesting of any storyline merit other than make Sonya Deville look like an asshole, which you have already accomplished. We all already understand that. So, okay. So this is where I want to get into a little bit of the just total lack of detail that came from this Royal Rumble. Here's just a couple of fucking things that I yelled from the crowd (laughs) that they could have done. First off, yeah. Cameron gets eliminated before Naomi is even in the fucking match. Yeah. They don't even get a, a they don't get to stare each other thing. down. They don't get a bump. They don't get to be mad or happy with each other at all. Right. At all. You could at have all. easily. Yeah. You could have easily had all the women go to the corners and then Cameron and Naomi literally you play the Funkadactyls music. Someone throws them pom poms and you get a silly ass moment like that. Right. That, that's idea number one. You know what idea number fucking two is, Tim, that they didn't even fucking do for the hardcores? You have, 
and they put him in the fucking match. So you had the talent to do it. But again, no one's fucking thinking. You had Alicia Fox and Melina, and you could have had the fucking two of them standing there. And because that's Cameron's fucking match, the three of them could have had a little moment that would have paid off a silly joke from five years ago or whatever. Like, oh my god, it's you two, right? Like, exactly. She could have been like the greatest wrestling match of all time. She could have been like hugging them and asking for autographs and shit, and they would have been like, and threw her out. And they are the ones who throw her out. And now is that you're still? And they did that with the Bellas, right? They did that with the Bellas and Alicia Fox, right? She's like fucking Uh Bella, and they're like, yeah, you fuck out of here right, right. Like, same thing could happen there it's yep. easy but it's but, like it it gives that little nugget to the yeah to the person to, who's not. it gives a reward for watching all this shit yeah. right so yeah. that's fucking one there right that there's plenty of other examples but then the most aggravated i got in that whole fucking royal rumble match was in the men's royal rumble match you fucking knuckle dragging idiots you tell me for weeks Fucking weeks, you tell me Dominic and Rey Mysterio are having this fun fucking thing where one of them might eliminate the other and they're not even in the they're not even in the ring at the same time. You did five segments, I'm I'm gonna guess, of who's gonna eliminate who, and they don't work together or even tease yeah. it in the fucking He's match because they're his never kid, even like, in take there. Ubers. If he threw him out at the rumble, like all the stuff, all the they stuff. They didn't even, they didn't even have him in the match together. I don't even remember. I forgot both of them were in the match. They didn't because do they did nothing. Right. You had no moments created because you didn't even think. The only thing you thought of, like you said, was and it was probably from the fucking Bellas because they know their characters. Is hey, if Alicia Fox is in there, let's do this. And Alicia Fox is like, that's great. And then. We had that, right? But no one, I mean, who's fucking remembering Team Bella's in, in a glowing light, right? Nobody. Fuck out of here. All that shit was bad. Team bad, yeah. team but porn Melina game, whatever Fox the fuck it was. is a meme around the wrestling community. It is known everywhere. across every hardcore The Mysterios fan. is a story you don't have to have seen any WWE programming to know. Father you go, son. here's father son. And then they have this little, you know. And what happens? All they gotta be is like, remember, they've been, they've been discussing if, what would happen if this happened all week, right? And that's the other thing is um, it, it, on, on the surface level, you just go like, Ooh, what happened if a father and son were in the Royal rumble? Okay. Right. But like you told us that yeah, you, you told us told that, us that yeah. this could happen and they're not even in the yeah. God. You, you donated fuck. you or you dedicated live television yeah. time to that. And they're not even in there together. Yeah, you, you were telling us that on a three second delay. You motherfuckers. God, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got no delay here by the way. Yeah. But like, they just pissed their pants riding this fucking match. Like, God bless America. Well, because again, it sounds like they allow for whatever reason. This is how McMahon runs this operation is he has a couple producers back there, but clearly nobody's like the lead producer. And like, so Shane McMahon gets coming and he's like, yeah, he's producing the Rumble match too. And then, and then they're like, he is. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, which one of us gets to make the call? And Shane's like, I do look at my last name, motherfucker. And then it gets to Vince. He's like, who the fuck did this? And they're like, Shane. He's like, no, change that. Change that. And like, they just, they don't have a clear cut plan. And they're always doing the shit the day of. It's, yeah. It was, it was so, after it was done, I, I believe when Ray got eliminated and then a few spots later, later, Dominic came in. Like, I got red faced mad because I realized what the fuck they just did and how stupid it was. 
And it's just like, I almost checked out right then and just like, I don't care. I hope Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out because that's the only thing that's going to make me happy. You know what I mean? And nothing. Dude, dude, uh, this Rumble, the men's one specifically, the women's one, Cameron, right? She's an idiot. It was silly. I kept on yelling, pin everyone when they were laying on their stomachs because she's an idiot. Remember that when she did that? Um, But like the men's match had all fucking tag team guys you think montez ford's winning that no you think uh dawkins is winning that nope you think happy corbin or uh madcap moss are winning it nope but you know who you didn't have in the fucking match finn balor who's on the fucking poster when i walked in apollo cruz who's a former intercontinental champion fucking sheldon benjamin you could have even had in there who's a single star which you know whatever None of it. You put in all these lower mid-card tag team guys and just go like, but Brock wins, right? You guys like it when Brock wins? Fuck out of here with that bullshit. It was fun to count down from 10 to 1. Right. Another quick break from the Royal Rumble. At FTW, Scotty says, how do we feel about Sammy Guevara's second win title reign? I feel like it'll definitely be better than the first, but Cody was kind of making the belt hotter than Sammy was. In the words of an e-drone, I guess we'll let it play out. Hashtag tweet the table. I will say, if you're paying attention to Twitter, which AEW fans are doing more of than, you know, let's say the older WWE crowd is, right? I will say, you know, Friday night, he'll be taking on Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. If you go to Private Party's Twitter account right now, you know, if you're watching us live or listening to this on on Twitter live, however you are, go to Private Party's Twitter account and you're going to see that their new profile picture is Tay Conti in a bathing suit. Yeah. And it's, hey, Tay, how are you? Tay and Isaiah, all these things. Like, if we're going to do that with these open challenges, we could build on something with Sammy Guevara doing something. But if we're just going to say Sammy Guevara can beat anyone in the world that's at the mid-card level, open challenge Friday, I'm not into that. So yeah. we'll Sammy see. Sammy Guevara faces Pack now for no reason, right? Like, yeah, just... open challenge, and it's right. like okay, but there's, there's only no so much. There's no reason, yeah. Well, there's only so many times you can do the wow. It's this person versus Sammy. Like one well, again, especially with AEW, your demographic, you're not catching a whole lot of people who might kind of think some of this is really real, right? WWE is a different scenario. We've been in the both some of these crowds, right? Like it. Mm-hmm. Different crowds, right? A little more mm-hmm. awareness yep, in the AEW definitely. crowd. So we know that's not like a legit competition, right? So you can't just be like, open challenge, you're just beating everybody. It's like, there's nothing for me to like, okay, okay yeah, because you wrote it that way. Right? Yeah. Like, you're not giving me any twists and intrigue and turns. Well, and also you can you can't just keep debuting new people to get the pop, right? It can't be Jay Lethal or Tony Nese, like Brian eventually. Kendrick. Yeah, you can't be that. Now I will say we have maybe be Brian Kendrick. Right, can't be that anymore. But we we possibly do have something to build on because next week, uh, everyone's favorite uncle, Chris Jericho, said that uh the inner circle are gonna do a team meeting. There could be fallout from that, right? We could see Sammy taking on Chris Jericho for the TNT Championship. That would be fun, right? Like Jericho right. goes heel on Inner Circle or Sammy goes heel on Jer- however it is, right? So positive and patient, but let's not do the first time with Sammy. So yeah. that's what I would say. 
All right, well, we're going to go out to Katie the First Lady on Twitter, but I'm glad uh, she, uh, we can pause right before that because she's in the chat in the YouTube hey. saying, hey, like the women's Rumble match, the men's Rumble bored me to tears right in the worst pile. Yeah, mm. I will say the women's was more fun. There was yes. more. I had more like smiling moments in the women's, yes. And also there was more intrigue of who was going to win that match, right? You had viable contenders in Bianca Belair, yeah. um, obviously Charlotte, but then um, Rhea Ripley and then obviously Ronda Rousey. Like there's more than one person that could win that. When Brock got in there, we all oh, knew what was happening. So, and that, especially with that Brock thing, like at the time, when it was nearing down, yes, the men's rumble was boring and slow, but at the time as it was nearing down, they had like, I don't know, like eight people left maybe, I think, when Brock got in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually a decent group. I wonder who they're going to, you know what I mean, like have come out of this. And then there was like coming down the last couple of people, and I was like, this is an interesting group, and we'll see one more, right? And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, they could do something here, right? I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this goes. And then Brock hits the ring, and I think in like 45 seconds, shit can six of the people. Like, just makes it like it was clear if Brock ever wants in this match, you might as well just fuck off. Yeah, just you jump like, over the rope. Just, just hey, like, fuck it. Again, like. Yeah, Big E. I, like, honestly, yeah. the, the only contenders that you could have thought was going to win until entrant number 30 was maybe Riddle, because you could have done something with right. him and Orton. Right. Maybe Big E, because he is yep. a former world champion. And honest to God, that's it. Like, you're not believing Dolph Ziggler. You're not believing Robert Roode. You're not believing Otis. You're not believing Chad Gable. And so, fuck out of here. Like, that's what was so bad is none of the people that you built up were viable. One of these times. In the mids match. One of the times. One of the fucking times in my life. Just like I got to see the failed hot tag. Can the big guy actually dominate his way and win the fucking... Uh, a battle yeah. royal or a rumble match like can we make it realistic once almost well, like come on that's another aspect that i thought they could have done that they just decided not to do have an all giant spot you got enough fucking big guys you can do it you can have who's the guy that comes out with gender that that young guy that's yeah, way bigger not than beer mahan right the other right one. that guy you <laughs> yep. could have had you could have had a three-man spot of that guy, Amos, and Commander Aziz, and it's like, well, fuck, I'm usually the biggest guy in the match. But see, the, you know what that's I mean? where, like, Nothing. you know how guys accidentally, like, eliminate each other sometimes? Like, have mm-hmm. the big men do that. It's always this idea that, like, Everyone eventually 14 up. people gang up on them. And, like, sure, but, like, you do that every time. Every and, like, time. And Amos is, I don't think they're wrong. Like, we've seen, like, like reports of the undertaker reaching out and being like listen this can be the fucking guy and he like urged uh, like almost specifically like please call me so i can mm-hmm. tell you how not to let them ruin your shit right right yeah. like is basically what he said like you have to be protected and i need to tell you how to do that like because he does have some of that charisma and like like understanding what his role is here and how mm-hmm. to play it and and man this isn't helping right i know it's- the spots where it looked like he was unstoppable helped for a second but now it you looked like was all you had to do was make him a little bit tipsy. Yeah. Well, you just whoop. knew what was going to happen when enough people were in the ring. 
You know what I mean? But that's, again, the lack of originality. It was, let's play the hits. Hey, the big guy gets eliminated by 10 guys. When And I, I'm not saying my ideas are the best, but wouldn't it have been a little bit more interesting if in the you know, 10, 11, 12 spot, you eliminate everyone before that, except for maybe, let's say, AJ Styles. And it's even there. You have AJ Styles standing in the middle of the ring, and it's Vera Mahan, the other guy that's with Jinder Mahal, uh, Commander Aziz and Amos, and he's like, "What in the fuck? Like <laughs> these are trees standing next to me. Like that would have been entertaining, but we just fucking don't want to do anything nope. fun. Nope. God, it's so stupid. Well, here we go. At Katie First Lady says Rollins out here with the shield music. That's such a sick move. Hashtag Royal Rumble. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And yeah, I mean they alluded, you know, they sprinkled some oh. shield stuff into their stuff, and so he comes out and does the, you now, know, that- the thing. This was the match of the night. This was the coolest oh, sure. fucking thing. Yeah. I loved everything. When he's down on the ground and he's like, I'll always love you. And he's trying to do the fist thing to him. Like, it's the closest thing. Now, again, we've booked Roman Reigns to be 15 different things at one time now. Like, it's his character is getting lost in the shuffle of what he even is. But you had the closest thing in WWE to, like, Batman and Joker. Right? Mm-hmm. Where... Batman is wanting to kill this guy. It's a very good but reference. Joker just he knows him, right? Like, aha, you're not going to. Come on, brother. Like, and it's like that was that match. After that match, I was like, I am so glad I'm here. I think I'm gonna be at an all-time great. I was fucking wrong, but that match was awesome. Yeah. I loved all of that match. Well, again, like they only they put forth minimal writing and only for a couple storylines and mm-hmm. Roman's one of those. And mm-hmm. Seth Rollins knows how to like make the best of everything you put him in. Yeah. And work with it. it ended, so like, yeah, the way it ended where he still had his hand on the rope, but Roman decided not to, because again, he knows like he gave it his best effort and the motherfucker isn't dying. Right. And so he's going to hold on because he's a bad guy, which sometimes he is sometimes anyhow. Right. So like, the finish, even though it was a DQ, I was like, good job, great. And then they even told a little bit more story where Roman recreates Seth Rollins' uh, heel turn on him with right. the chair. Sh- and it was like, mm-hmm. this is perfect. Yeah. And then Roman just interjects in Brock's match. And I was just like, man, really? We're just going to yeah. forget about all that fun we had at the start? Did I forget? Didn't we already do Roman and Brock? Like, didn't we? We've done it twice at WrestleMania. But, like, just even in this recent, like, head of the table shtick, did you already do this? Yes. Yeah. The fuck, man? They suck so bad. It's just, yeah. And then Seth Rollins just gets in the elimination chamber because, again, he got screwed out, which makes sense in kayfabe land, right? Yeah, but he's not going to win. But, like, but also, why? But why would he want to do that? Wouldn't he want a rematch with Roman? They already told us what is going to happen. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to at El Ultimo Uno. He hey. says, okay, okay, okay. I enjoyed right to censor Ivory. Hashtag tweet the table. And that's how you use, like, the returning. You need that, like, portal in time, right? Like, mm-hmm. a character that is long gone is now suddenly back, and they're like, ah, <laughs> right? My old stomping grounds. And then it ain't your old stomping grounds anymore, right? Yeah, and it was 
to a T of what her character was. These mm -hmm. women and acting like skanks or whatever she said, you know, but she held the mic the entire time. Yeah. She wasn't letting go. Yeah, she gets no. fucking thrown out. Yeah, she's she's like, how dare you shit. afterwards? Yeah, like, you go. signed up for this. <laughs> it was perfect. It. The music was Way annoying. better than anything Ivory could have done, right? Because anything else Ivory, there's no like character trait to bite onto, but that coming out. Oh, if she would have just said like, "Hey guys, I'm back," everyone like, "Okay," but like, Neat. but you come out as right to censor, and you just go straight heel. Like, yeah. it would have been okay, but it was taken to a new level when she was given the microphone. If she yeah. would have just walked out, fine. oh yeah, no. But the yeah. the promo is what made it, and that was yes. perfect. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the better ones Loved for sure, it. and she's like 87 years old, I think. Easy. Easy. She's not Mae Young out here. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, at FTW Scotty says, shouldn't Santana and Ortiz be more of the fiery baby faces rather than looking incompetent without the help of Jericho? I'm feeling mad about that. Hopefully we'll have a better track when Eddie's back. Hashtag tweet the table. And so this was from last week, but I wanted to mm -hmm. throw it in there because we didn't get to it. But, um, you know, now we see Jericho on dynamite all fully hair plugged and teeth straightened and everything looking like a brand new man right and calling um, himself an influencer and he's yeah. more influential than someone on well we're Instagram getting the inner something. circle breakup here then right i don't know but because he said attendance is mandatory and you don't tell mm -hmm. santana and ortiz right what's yeah. mandatory right you don't tell any of them that's what i think may happen is mm. attendance is mandatory. Sammy He's the only like, one in the ring. Give, He's like, no. I'll hold the title without you. You were never around yeah. for this. And then Jake Hager's like, you don't tell me what to do, right? Yeah. Like, I got Bellator fights coming up. Like, so it could be, I think that would be fun. Here's the thing that's sad, but also interesting to me, is I think we've reached the jump the shark moment with Chris Jericho. You know, the first three years in AEW, he was doing you know, release the hounds. Uh, I'm the youngest AEW world champion. The all stuff the with the Orange Cassidy. Things, right? He all of it was great. The the five labors of Jericho mm -hmm. was great. But once the, he beat the MJF, dance dinner debonair. Oh or whatever. Yep. yeah. But I, to me, as soon as he got the win over MJF, when he shouldn't have, if we're being yep. honest, everything since then, even on commentary, has just been. Hey, yeah. man, you got anything else well, to do? <laughs> and to Jericho's credit, what makes him an all-time great is that, like, he's been able to notice that well, let's and see switch it up. Completely let's changed. see if he notices it now. But it's time. It's and Jericho, time. if you're watching, which I know you are, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's time. But GFY and influencer, whatever. Yeah, now you're forcing it, and it's the jumping the shark moment. You're right. Yeah. Yep. No, you're not wrong. All right, we'll go back out to Katie. At Katie First Lady says, Referencing Lita and Becky, she says, This will be cool, but I did want Asuka to come out. I miss her. Hashtag, where's Asuka? Hashtag, tweet the table. Um, yeah, man, I'm not sold on this Lita thing. I, I really Oh, don't. I, well, so you got to remember where the match is going to take place. This wasn't a WWE, let's write Lita into a championship opportunity. This was Saudi Arabia, who, remember, was still asking for Ultimate Warrior oh, when he it. was right. dead. Yeah, because that's the, what they're getting over there, probably. They're yeah. getting old footage, yeah. Right, and so they're asking for this hot new commodity, Lita, to be in attendance, and that's why we're getting Lita and versus Becky. Now, you could still tell some fun stories, though, right? Because Becky sure. called yeah. her the GOAT, right? Like, she acknowledged that Lita is a legend and all that. So there is this aspect of 
Maybe she's intimidated fighting her hero kind of thing. We could do that. But the entire reason this match is happening is that Blood Prince Diamond guy said, I want Lita. He probably also asked for Trish and got Lita instead. Or That's one of the two. It. You know what I mean? Probably yeah. did ask for Trish and got Lita instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. Yeah, interesting. All right, we'll move on because we talked about this earlier and this one's going to be fun. At El Ultimo Uno says, with Mighty Molly showing up, I expected an Avengers-level type of team-up between her and Nikki A.S.H. Well, those hopes were dashed. Hashtag to the table. And now I like this more. Oh, that was great. That mm. was so much fun. I mean, she didn't even get a move in. She didn't even no. get to the ring before she, her ass was kicked. I thought, perfect. It was sinking in this Nikki A.S.H. thing. And now, if this is what Nikki A.S.H. had in mind all along, and like, listen, no. I got to do this to get there. No. then cool but i don't believe that yeah no. um and this will at least be better than what we've been getting out of that shit yeah now again there's a lot of work we can do with this nikki ash almost a superhero nikki almost mm-hmm. a superhero like already it's fucking dumb but if we're going into delusional superhero territory i might watch right that's a little right. interesting to me so right we'll see but that again, was a great spot it's- what pro wrestling used to survive on is that even the ones that are a little more realistic, right? Like let's say WCW was more realistic back in the day than the cartoon oh, yeah. WWF, mm-hmm. but it's still, it still fringes on things that are like the absurd, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay. I mean like, yeah, that could happen and somebody could say it, but like that doesn't happen in real life, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you know, people don't screw people over like that like it's a fucking soap opera all the time and that kind of stuff but like right. that's what they've gone away from yeah delusional superhero look we well yeah people we can connect to that because we all know somebody that's kind of delusional about something mm-hmm. right and so this mm-hmm. just takes that to the extreme and turns it up to 11 yeah i mean we even have that right now on hbo with former 16-time world champion john cena playing peacemaker where right he's in dumbass yes right like so you could just steal it just look you guys are so fucking lazy just steal it all just take it and put it for her you know at least it's not the main event everybody steals from everybody now every type of story has been written now that's why no i'm saying like legitimately just watch that episode and then have her do that the next week like okay so you're gonna blow up a bus i don't know that's why he did it like that, what are you gonna I, do tonight, I, Nikki? be like i don't know you tell me no i told you to watch the fucking show god damn it pull it up now yeah (laughs) watch it exactly yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the final one then. Final one, Tom. Final tweet the table. We encourage you to also use hashtag tweet the table. We'll read it right here next week. At FTW Scotty says, No way. Team Taz aren't the most over faction at the end of this year, right? Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, well, there's a way, but they should be. I, there's one way that they're the most over faction in AEW and maybe pro wrestling. And that's because of one word. Hook. You push that motherfucker to the moon. And yes. Again, Ricky Starks is cool. And Ricky Starks is 1980s disco glam. He's akin to, you know, early The Rock, right? Nah, he's not that cool. Akin to it. Right. He's like that (laughs) kind of character, right? Where he's like. Look at all my fancy clothes. I'm yeah. really full of myself. Look right. at my abs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm funnier than you. I'm sarcastic. That kind of thing. And so I like him. I'm not saying I dislike him. But you kick that motherfucker to the side. You run with powerhouse Hobbs. 
fucking wearing no shirt and a mink coat and hook with that fucking cool ass weird hair and yep. Taz being disgruntled old man. And that fucking takes over the world. Who's beating yeah. that? Who's beating that? Huh? Who's beating that? Nobody. Beating hook and powerhouse. No. I'm telling you. Okay. So that was the last one. Let's yep. get to AEW real quick. Yes. Just think of that. So I want to go right into it. We're not going to cover yeah. the whole thing because we've yeah, been going it, for yeah, a we'll while. But, yeah. But you think of Hook and and Powerhouse Hobbs being like fucking gangsters. We've all seen these motherfuckers. We know what we're talking about. Hanging out in the streets, maybe smoking a fucking marble and another one smoking a black and mild and they're putting it out and they're asking you why the fuck you looking at them when they're smoking. Like those motherfuckers, right? Yeah, them standing in the ring. And then from last night, how fucking cool is Malachi Black and mm. Brody King walking out? That shit Ooh. was like, I'm in. Like that was fucking yeah, we need to get into them doing a little bit more spooky weird shit to people and But like, not I mean, but they're... not break it into Undertaker Kane stuff. No, just uh-uh. the like just the like hey. No, like no, like spooky like in, in let's say a real life scenario. Tom, you were coming out to my house out here, live out in a rural area. Mm-hmm. You took a wrong turn, you're in a wooded yeah. road, your car breaks mm-hmm. down, and these two motherfuckers with horns start walking up to you. Right. And you yeah. know nobody's ever seen from you again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're waking up in a basement. You see those two you're trying guys to figure walking out how to stairs. kill yourself before these guys get a hold of you. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, but uh. you run that into, and even I will say this: the presentation. I said this on uh, Twitter at Table Show because I live tweet during AEW Dynamite. Please join us. But I uh, I tweeted this during the show. But just the presentation of Death Triangle with Pinta and then Pac. Uh, assuming that he was blind mm. being walked down by Alex. And then the contrast of Malachi black and Brody King. Like I was hooked before yeah. they even rang the bell. I was like, yes, what the fuck's going to happen here? You got bird box two versus fucking weirdos from basement. Yeah, it was awesome. But the presentation was already in there. Like they could have just done fucking side headlocks. And I'm like, this is fun. This is going to be great. Like, right. you know, they killed it, but like, Oh, that was so cool. I, yeah. That no, was great. Loved it. And, yeah. and oh, if you push right now, you push the fucking skip. This would be fun. Oh, Tim, let's have some fun. And then we're going to talk about the main event. But let's have some fun here. You push, like you said, we're going into the, these guys are in the woods walking with horns on their head, right? And you put that up against Jurassic Express right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to make them a totally different tag team, right? Mm-hmm. You might have Luchasaurus saying, all right, I'm taking the mask off. My name is whatever. Like, you're not punking me as a man. And then we got some shit going on, right? Like, that can evolve Jurassic Express while elevating. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're calling them. Is it Kings of the... Kings of the Black Throne. I but had to they're to in... Right, but they're in the House, the of, House Black. of Black. House of Black, right. Yeah, that one bothers me. Like now, if the House of Black grows, and you have a couple people, then it makes more sense, right? That you two are the kings of the Black Throne or whatever, right? Yeah, Not because I kingdom. think, you know, we've done this before. Because when it was the Legion of Doom, and right. the Road Warriors were right. in the Legion of Doom, because it was right. King Kong Bundy, Jake the Snake, 
uh, Road right. Warriors, and they right. were the lead. So we've done it right. before. Tag so teams were in fun. The Outsiders were in the NWO. Right. Exactly. Yes. Another perfect example. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't for sure of their name. Yep. But yeah, that, oh, that's going to be fun. Now, let's get into a couple of things. I want. I said the main event, but I'm going to take yeah, another no. side the, quest the, here. The kickoff. Yes. Now, again, we didn't get Brian Kendrick, yada, yada, yada. Two things I want to mention, though. One, Moxley and Danhausen were fucking over. Yes. Right? The chance for both guys were second yeah. to none, except for Punk, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then post-match... What do you I think, think about Danhausen's chants were a little louder, honestly. Yeah, well, because it's a, more, a little bit more fun, right? You yeah. know, like we all love John Moxley, but this yeah, you're new guy's a little more full throated. Sh- yeah, and it's a little, it's a shiny new toy, right? We right. haven't seen him do anything dumb, so yeah. it's like Danhausen, right? But let's get to it. Brian Danielson's promo <sighs> to John Moxley. Tim, where are we going? What came happening? out of left field? Surprised me. Loved it, and I and I love that Daniel Bryan pointed out. He's like, listen to them, even if they don't like me. They like what I'm saying. And I was like, yeah, yes, I do. I seeing like Daniel Bryan or Brian Bryan Danielson, Danielson. Yep. and John Moxley acting as like almost disgruntled, angry mentors slash coaches to some of these folks and giving them a mean edge uh, is could only be amazing. And it would help buy time for those guys to not have to be in that world title match. Right. Like I know he's saying, like, if you wanted to be that. You could be that. But here's but the reason why be- they're not chasing that right now. Because they're like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to fucking get you there, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you know, somebody they get somebody there and they're like, how the fuck did we do that? I'm fucking taking it. <laughs> and they yeah. just beat the guy up. Come on. So and, so here yeah. you go. I got a question for you then. So are we doing that? Or are we getting into a match? Do you think Moxley's going to pull the trigger and join? Or do you think he's going to run? don't now. You, the promo was too good. And Moxley's okay. selling of like... I mean, fuck, you know what I mean? And and it's perfect now with this, in real life, he's coming off of of um, rehab. rehab. You mm-hmm. can be a changed man, right? You can be like, I do see the good of community and the and the whatever, right? And like, in and his he, own twisted way, right? Yeah, and we flirted with this before. Remember when he was challenging Jericho <sighs> for the championship? They asked him if he was going to join the inner circle, and he kind of did for one moment, and then he obviously turned his back as soon as he possibly could. But mm-hmm. So we've done this a little bit with Moxley, so it would be cool that it's not just a rinse and repeat of what we did with inner circle. It is, yeah, we're joining. Now, their first recruit, I think needs to be out of left field to keep us on our toes. Okay. I I know who so he not mentioned. Daniel Garcia. Right. And and eventually I think Daniel Garcia does get in there, right? Uh, you like see that's his tweet? the you saw yes, his tweet. And that's the perfect three man, you know the per- perfect tag team is Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs, but the perfect little three man triangle, even though Death Triangle is great too, but is Moxley, Danielson and, and uh yeah. Daniel Garcia. But I think to elevate a division and then in that elevate a new contender. Let's say, yes, uh, Moxley and Danielson start this faction. You grab legit Layla Hirsch and you say, this is our first recruit. Now you've got John Moxley been getting mean on Dark and, and now just by proxy, you're getting Moxley and Danielson to stand ringside during a women's match mm-hmm. with legit Layla Hirsch and then Tay Conti or whoever it is, right? And now you just say, like, 
well, this must be important because those two guys are top guys here and they're out here for this. Solid fucking idea. And I, even like, so you do that, right? You get legit mm-hmm. Layla. And then you, you get more, thing. right? Yeah, you get, you get more. more. And I think, you know, like you said, are we going to get a match? You can get there where they start competing with each other on how to coach yeah. the person, right? They start having yeah. their disagreements and then it then it all blows up. Well, you really and only then do they, this with two to three people. Right. And you could even have them break off, right? They could say, I, I coach better than you. And then you have their and match, then but then you can still keep the people. Right. But then you could even keep that, that group together. They're like, Hey, our two dads are fighting, you know, but like, yeah. we still love each but other. Even, like we said, pupil, pupil, them yeah. versus uh, so many ways right. where this is way more interesting and so many branches to go with than a match. No, I'm not going to do it. Now let's fight. Yeah. Which again, that's going to be a fun match, right? Whenever it sure. happens, but the more fun story is that. But again, I just think, because again, the people he named, Lee Moriarty, uh, Daniel Garcia, yes, right, uh, sure, 100%. Yeah. But to really put us on our toes, because if she joins, the whole book is open, right? Like, right. anyone can go. I mean, what the hell? Like, that's fun. Yeah, um, okay, a couple other things. Uh, did you catch Adam Cole's um, yeah. promo? You mm. see who he's taking on? Hmm. He's taking on Evil Uno. Right. Well, who's adjacent to Evil Uno? Our world heavyweight champion, Hangman uh, Adam Page. I think. That's where we're going to get to? I think we're going to get Adam Good. Cole, well, Adam Page. And then let's roll into that because Hangman's here and, you know, he's doing a speech and then out comes Dan Lambert again for the second which, time, which we'll talk about the first time was a better time. But the second yeah, time. Yeah. You know, we just didn't need it because then he gets the mic taken from Jake. It just didn't make any sense, right? Yeah, Jake. He then just wanted to make around. a joke about Cleveland and the Indians. Right? That's the yeah. only reason they let him go out there. He probably was like, "I didn't get my joke in about the Indians." Yeah, let me go back. Let me out go out there, there one more time. Yeah, right. Uh, That's exactly what I, fucking happened, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, what I love the most about the promo though is the honesty from uh, Hangman, where he's like, "I became champion, and I've only wrestled twice. Like, I am here." to wrestle and fight yeah, and all this like, is falling flat and yes i, I love uh lance archer you know uh, yeah he's great about ever since been here and he did this well right fucking shut up stop talking this guy's mm-hmm. i'm gonna punch his dick off and, and he then did. he does and then he's yeah. like and i'm gonna do it again and fuck are you gonna do about it right we love that <laughs> yeah i love it but like you know just, I, I would prefer we would have already clipped through this and gotten somebody else you know I wish we would have got more TV time for it because we're doing a Texas death match next week. And let's be a hundred percent honest. I don't think that match warrants what we've been told. You know what I mean? Like why the fuck do you guys hate each other so much? I get that Lance beat you up a couple times, but that just warrants a title match. Why is this Texas death match? I don't get it. So, um, so let's talk about that first showdown, right? Look, AEW. All right. You remember when we used to watch, WWE, and they would have like mm, the fucking Bella's taking on somebody, you know, out of nowhere in a main spot, and and it's it was all because they literally were trying to get footage for Total Bella's. Yeah, that's what this is. Where they keep trying to push this fucking Brandy Rhodes thing. This is all gonna be B-roll footage on Rhodes at the top, which is like I'm preparing for my big match, and they're gonna show like clips of it happening in the fucking back and she's gonna be like it's really tough you know when you're trying to be an evp and you're trying to raise a new kid and you put all that same tired bullshit they did on those shows that's what they're doing here and like 
Yeah, she's not terrible at it. She's not bad oh, at no. like what she's no. doing, right? Yeah. She's good and better than some of these folks, but like nobody's asking for it. And nobody's like getting behind it, right? And so like when Dan Lambert comes out, I love that both in kayfabe and in real life, he's just mirroring it. He's like, do you know how bad you have to be at what you're doing here to realize that like they're cheering me? They don't like me. <laughs> like they don't like anything about me and my life choices or anything. And the whole time I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> right. But he's like, oh, but another like, so his line of like, I thought you would understand coming from a wrestling family, the dangers of when a wrestler believes their own bullshit, because that's how this is coming off. I don't believe in any way whatsoever that I'm getting worked here and Brandy Rhodes is the best wrestling actor and really isn't this way and and is portraying this character because they're trying mm-hmm. to make her the face. And that's what he's pointing out. It's the same thing they're doing Cody Rhodes. Well, you guys keep trying to be like, everybody loves us. We're the mom and dad of the show. And everyone's like, no. Matter of fact, I don't like my mom and dad either. Not me. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's people like, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And so Dan Lambert's like, you realize you've just made shit, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friends for me mm-hmm. and these people here? Like, yeah. you've got a conservative, rich, AW-hating asshole, right? Then they're cheering me for you. And this Brandy from the block line. Oh, that was She's pointing out her fakeness of all of it. Like, I again, I don't know where AW, like... As good as it was, as entertaining as it was, that was the bad move to have Lambert go out there and shoot him down like that. So I didn't understand the whole segment. Mm -hmm. Two reasons why. One, Cody is doing this whole thing where I am the face, right? He cuts that very impassioned promo where I'm here on a handshake uh, deal. I'm here to blah, 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 all the stuff, right? But then not even three seconds in, Brandy's like, it's great to be here in Cleveland. Or is it Chicago? Like, she's doing the heel thing. She knew that she was going to get booed. So, okay. But then, if you know you're going to get booed. I forgot about that. So, she did go out there to get booed. So, then, like, why? But then, why do heel heel? Right. So, that's one. That made no fucking sense. Yeah, because then you shit on Ethan Page. And then, like, am I supposed to feel bad for Ethan Page now? Yeah, well, I don't and then know. You said everybody knows we only hired you to get to Josh Alexander, but you didn't get to Josh Alexander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. you failed. So again, right. you look like an idiot. It, it's uh, right. So there's a lot the problem of, of just letting everybody just come up with their own shit and go out there without running it by people, or or just I'm not going to do it. I refuse. Right. Anyhow, so that's number one. Right. It just it was clunky and messy, and it's heel and heel. And they're throwing one-liners that are fun, but like, right? Because, you know, I know that you're not dialed into the MMA community, but when she was talking about Amanda Nunes, because Amanda Mm -hmm. Nunes is their prized fighter, right? The number one, one of their number one fighters in the gym, and she left the gym. Well, she left. Oh, she left the gym, okay. She's starting her own gym. She's saying, fuck American Top Team, right? So, as an MMA fan, you're like, ooh, damn, she's going there, right? But, you know, whatever. So that's number one. Heel, heel. Tell her that line. Well, yeah, but heel, heel, whatever, right? But then two, and this is where, again, that's where this, this, what happened next is where I thought about legit Layla Hirsch joining Moxley and Danielson because one of the criticisms, even today, and I don't know if it's as warranted as it used to be, but it's still something where, hey, we want more women 
representation on this show. Stop giving us the one women's match and then going back to the guys, right? So then their fucking answer is Brandy and a celebrity? Paige Van Zandt? Like, that's your answer to more women's wrestling? That's a WWE move. That's Ronda Rousey coming in, right? forgive me. I also saw a quote from Paige Van Zandt recently from the last time she was there that from all intents and purposes, I wasn't to understand was no longer a kayfabe storyline quote. She was doing an interview out there and she said like, fucking they're kind of dorks. I'm not like, yeah, her I mean? like Kayla I don't want to be there. Yeah. Well it was her. And then the other one, uh, other female Kayla Harrison, who's a bad motherfucker mm-hmm. too. But like, uh yeah they're just like this is a paycheck and that's fine right like brock lesnar doesn't love professional wrestling either so i'm not saying you gotta grow up to love this shit but like but it just feels like like why would she be so mad at brandy that she wants to kick her ass like it just doesn't make sense and i now i'm not dialed into the mma community as you said but i know the name Paige van zant and i know Mm -hmm. if this were real life brandy rhodes is going to get her ever loving ass kicked like, I know we're telling those stories here and we're trying, you know what I mean? Like, against all odds, I guess, but that's not what you're booking here. It's not yeah. against all odds, right? It's and roads the- to the top. All the mm-hmm. odds are stacked with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't and, get it. And, you know, when, Bri- when Daniel Bryan, when he was Daniel Bryan, when Daniel Bryan won the world championship, TNA tried to replicate that with Eric Young and everyone's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that they are replicating it. But the same week Ronda Rousey comes back and wins the Rumble and you get diet Ronda Rousey and Paige Van Zant to then come out and beat up on Brandy Rhodes, you look kind of like an amateur, right? Because, you know, unless you get Amanda Nunes, everyone else is not as legit as Ronda Rousey that you can get. So you kind of look like a diet version of what WWE is doing. So I didn't like any of it. I mean, I like the one-liners, right? But like... Let's let's. Uh... Well, but all of that's carried by. I mean, you know, as much as we love Bobby Heenan and the Heenan family was a big mm. staple in a lot of shows, and he would come out several times. But like, after a while, it just becomes about the Bobby Heenan, right? Like, we don't yeah. know the Barbarian much. We don't remember. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we remember some Rick Rude, of course, but like, yeah, you know, it was most of the stuff the was like it was Heenan. The feud was Heenan yeah. versus somebody, right? Hogan, yeah, and that's yeah, it was always Hogan, but like. And now that's what we're getting here. It's Lambert and his lackeys. And so everybody's mm-hmm. always going to look like a lackey to Lambert. And it's Except weird that for, like sometimes that's in a Facebook capacity and sometimes it's in a. Yeah. I would say, though, men of the year need to do something because now yeah. they're just getting their phones and taking pictures of bullshit and then not even cutting promos in the ring with Dan Lambert, right? You can grab yeah. the mic and say, Oh, you think Josh Alexander and retort what Brandy said, but you didn't do that either. Right? Yeah. So again, it's heel and heel. We don't really like either one of them. And then you throw in Paige Van Zant the same week. Yeah. Rhonda wins the rumble. So you look like a diet version of what the big guys are doing. Well, so just know, walk into the like ocean. Dan Lambert is like working with these guys on how to craft, you know what I mean? How to, yeah, promos but just, how to have a rap, right? How to how to talk just on the fly. Collectively get this group of people together and just have them walk into the ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just But hey. The main event. Oh! This is a snap. This is a chef's kiss. Now they hit a home run. Did you Okay, so if you're watching this show or or listening to this podcast, you know who the fuck won, right? Yeah. So we don't have to tell you. So right. uh 
Did you see MJF's tweet though the next day? Yeah. About the second city, so I beat yeah. that bum twice. Yeah. What the good night? That yeah. was awesome. He beat yeah. him twice. He beat him twice. Credit to CM Punk for allowing yeah. himself to be beat in Chicago, right? Like, right. at least he gets it. And credit to all, like, this is what makes AEW great is, you know, where Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar are always made to look the strongest possible people in the world. You got Brian Danielson losing clean to Hangman Adam Page, and now you get CM Punk losing in Chicago twice to MJF. Like, that is amazing. This yep. is the best story right, right now. This is oh, oh absolutely. So and yeah, did you also notice um, he wore Yankees trunks, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. is what Punk did to, yeah. to Cena in Boston, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Um, God loved it, and and so. The match ended, and I was cognizant at the time, right? I was like, that's weird, but I was like, yeah, you know, a little more believable, right? We don't always know when the you know, main event ends, so we'll throw something else out at the end or something. And they've yeah. done that before where, like, the main event wasn't technically the biggest thing on the card. Um, right. But, yeah, the whole thing of, like, all right, now he raises his arm and the fucking thing falls out, and he's like, hey, <laughs> right? Like, ah, fuck this, start it over. And I was like, oh, man, they should they should have just stuck with that, right? Well, because so you thought – yeah, because you thought, thought, oh, here okay, now, Punk wins. Here right. Punk gets the win, right? Nope. Ah, and, and also, credit to AEW for getting duped. Because Wardlow walks out, and Wardlow does the face-off mm -hmm. with Punk, and does the does the Young Buck spot with Hangman, where they like stand to the side and like, all right, you're going to beat him? Go ahead and beat him, right? Go ahead, now, right. different kind of story, but same same environment, right? Right. But we yeah, it was basically like you felt like he was like, you know, I could end this for you right now, or you know, me, just like right, yeah. like so it was just kind of like I'm allowing you to do this, basically. Yeah, like right? I, yeah. you know what, I I side with you. I'm stepping aside. Take him out, right? Even that, I think he was just kind of being like, don't think for a second that if I didn't want to. Yeah. I would have made this outcome different. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I took it as he was looking at him and going, you know, MJF told me to fuck you up, but I actually think I agree with mm. you. And so he stepped yeah. aside. But that's not even. So, right. Either way. The, either way is fine. Either way. Right. But we got duped because the motherfucker is hand in the ring behind his back, and, but we don't get shown that. Yeah, we didn't so see when it. MJF gets into the ring and you see him starting to put, you're like, what the, where the, and then boom. And then on the replay, that's where yep. it was. Yep. That is some yeah, great see, ass storytelling. That telling. is subtle because like, you know, WWE would have made that obvious, right? Or they always would, right? You would see the throwing of the ring and they would have been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right. I almost was like a little upset with Excalibur. He does this sometimes, like with the whole like that's Malachi Black, right? When we'd never yeah. heard the name before, right? He was like, Yeah, do you just have the ring on? Or whoever said it, I don't remember who it was, but it was like, oh man, you know, then when you did the replay, like why didn't you wait to the replay to say, Yeah, it was the ring, right? Like he, yeah. he he suspected the ring for some reason, like not just brass knucks or not right. you know, something anything. else, yeah. Right. Um Yeah, because I honestly thought as Wardlow's walking down jr is going like whose side is he on and i'm like are you guys doing the fucking mm -hmm. uh bash at the beach with hogan yeah. like i know he's not hogan but like you're telling me what the fuck he's about to do you know yeah nope they duped me they got me so on top of this match being outstanding 40 minutes storytelling 
you got CM Punk's arm and knee, you got MJF's neck, the whole thing. You even got a fun, again, being dialed into the MMA community. You even got Bilal Muhammad doing the smack to MJF's chest. So remember when Punk held uh, MJF back and you saw yeah. a, a fan? That was right. He's a UFC uh, welterweight fighter. Um, so anyhow, I thought that was fun, right? You know, because they're teammates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the fun things. And then the cherry on top. You think Wardlow is doing it. He's standing aside and we're going to start Wardlow and MJF. Nope. It was the ring behind the back. <laughs> so now we got to do it. now we got to do MJF Punk 2? Yeah. Right? right. Or no? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we get Punk of Wardlow again in there somehow, right? Like Yeah. Um, oh, he gets pissed yeah. and he's like, "You cost me the match. We get that match and then we get MJF again, maybe at Revolution." See, so here's what happens, know. right? So, all right, here's how I book Punk then it's pissed at Warlord, right? He's like, I've got, I'm coming for you, MJ, but first I got to settle my score with you. He finds a way to beat Wardlow, right? MJF doesn't help Wardlow. And Wardlow's like, motherfucker, the only reason I had to wrestle this fucking match was because of you. You didn't help me win it. Like, you know what I mean? Like all this kind of shit. Or even like maybe he tried a half-ass attempt to help him and ends up fucking him, you know, accidentally fucking him over. And then we get the like, all right, now it's on. And Punk's like, well, shit, I was going to go after you, but it looks like you got your own fucking problem. I'm over here taking on Hangman or something, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I yeah. No, that. Oh, that's per. So, yeah, this is what I think you should do. And we'll see. Right. Because AEW storytelling is is on a whole nother level than I've ever can remember. Right. So, yeah, you have next week CM Punk say Wardlow, you big muscled up bitch. You cost me that match. Wardlow comes out. They say two weeks time or whatever it is me and you i'm kicking your ass so then wardlow's like do you remember i power bombed you 10 times like you're a nothing to me right so in two weeks time punk right in two weeks time you do the match punk learning because he's a you know a veteran and savvy veteran skills and stuff is getting the better of wardlow mjf is ringside wardlow looks to mjf for the ring or the spot right like Okay, MJF, like, this is where you help me. And to your point, MJF is like, what? I'm not, what? You think, no, I don't do that. I don't help you. You help me, right? I pay you. Punk gets the victory, right? Right, so Punk gets the victory. Wardlow, after the pin, you know, dusts himself off. He storms off. We don't see Wardlow. Then Punk is like, MJF, you, you know, little broke dick motherfucker, I'm coming after you. And then at pay-per-view whatever full gear revolution whatever it is right those two wrestle and then wardlow comes out again and we're like fuck he's gonna help mjf one more time and then that's finally where we get wardlow to go like no i mean it this time and then doesn't help punk beats mjf then mjf is like wardlow and then they go after it love it that's how you do it but this is what i love about aw man There's it's so many the of these best fun moments Give me where this you don't video know what's game happening. Give me this video game. I yep. just want to, like, I just want, ah, it's so much fun. I feel like a kid when I watch AEW. Of course yep. it has its faults, right? Every era has its faults. But this is so much fun. So much Love fun. It. It's so much fun, as has been this episode, unless you've got anything else. No. To talk about, Tom. 
So uh, we love this week of pro wrestling. There were some some downsides and some upsides, but uh, AW is great. The case, right? AW is super fun. We want to hear from you. Use hashtag tweet the table, and uh, we'll read them right here next week uh, when we come back. And um, yeah, bye. Bye bye. <laughs>